Oh, man. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Rolling right through a Monday. As we get into the 5 o'clock hour today, I do have my conversations with Jerry Jones last night, Deron Bland, Damon Clark. Uh, right now, Chris Williams is on with us. And, uh, boy, you know Chris from uh, Channel 10, KWTX, and he's a man that likes to go to a Big 12 title game. Chris, the uh, the the... The Bears are going to Fort Worth, okay? I'm trying to kind of – I'm going to – I like Fort Worth. It's a fun place. And, Chris, we're going to have a good time there. So, I, I know not everybody is that pumped up about it, but I'm going to kind of turn you around on this bowl game, okay? Armed Forces, we all love our Armed Forces, and we get to be around Air Force. And I, I for one, was kind of excited to get to talk to Coach Calhoun yesterday. Uh, and I thought that was very uh, – gracious of him to to show up and visit with the assembled media yeah i I don't that it kind of goes to the same thing i don't think dave aranda not talking to us helped the case of trying to get baylor fans excited about this bowl game i mean it was a perfect chance to have him come out and say hey one last chance to support these great seniors one last chance to see some of the younger guys step up i think hearing from dave aranda would have helped so yeah it was fun hearing from air force disappointing to just have radio silence from Baylor when fans are clearly upset about the the bowl selection <laughs> so you you think when the fans are complaining the fact that the coach doesn't show up for the for the I mean you know how these things work Chris they they're all across the the country I mean uh, Saban does not want to be in that bowl game he's in I mean even though it's not a bad bowl game I mean he's used to being in the college football playoff but they're, they were all there for their their news conference because the you know the the bowl I I just, my thing is if they're going to take the time to put a bowl game on you're going to go play in it and use the time to to be there now maybe Chris it is a situation of where he didn't want to address the uh, the elephant in the room which is. He just fired his mentor, and maybe he's not. I mean, he's going to have to answer questions about it at some point. Maybe he wasn't ready to answer questions. Of course, you can say I'm not going to comment on that. That that is a uh, um, that's a perfectly acceptable answer. But um, yeah, I don't get it, man. That's a I'm with you. That's a very that's a strange thing if you've got this kind of reaction to a bowl game, and then. And then Cal- Coach Calhoun shows up and kind of has to represent. Did you? I mean, did you notice that on the on the uh, Zoom? You got all of us are on there. He spent more time talking about Baylor than he ever did on his own team about Air Force because we, of course, were bringing up the Baylor angle on all this. Yeah, definitely. And I think, and I know you said before the break that you would listen to people whine, so that's why I let myself get a little whiny with you today, Matt. But I think that it almost goes to show you, I mean, people on Twitter are like, why would these other bowl games not want Baylor? Well, because these bowl games want a team that's going to go out there and promote it on the highest and make it sound like even if you're going to the Cheez-It Bowl or the guaranteed rate bowl, it's the greatest thing in the world. And so, again, I don't think it helps the case. I think if you're an Air Force fan, you're really excited about this opportunity, and then you get to hear your coach talk about it, that's great. And uh, and so, yeah, I think it was missed opportunity, but it was very gracious of him. And, and you can tell that the Falcons know how big this opportunity is for them to play 
you know, to play and, and in their eyes, hopefully beat a team that's coming off a sugar bowl and, and hand Baylor a losing season. I mean, this is everything Air Force could ask for and more out of this bowl game. Chris, I, I was I have not gotten to visit with you since uh, Dave Aranda made the uh, call to fire Ron Roberts, his longtime mentor. And you can look at this thing different couple of different ways. Well, two coordinators now fired in three years. I mean, this one I think caught some people by surprise. But I also I told one of my Aggie buddies about this. We were talking about it. And he said, "Well, good for Dave Aranda for you know not waiting around or not being complacent." And if you didn't have the kind of year you expected to make, you know, you know, have the have the guts to go make a change. What was your initial reaction? Was it surprise? What, what was the? Uh, and of course, now um, it'll be fascinating to see what direction they go here. Although, you know, the thing is, ultimately, on the whole team falls on Aranda, but especially the defense. I mean, the defense. He is considered one of the greatest defensive minds in the country so you know you can I mean it it's hard for me to put too much on Ron Roberts in this thing because ultimately the entire defense and everything about it it comes from Miranda yeah that's true it's just when you see your defense take as big of a step back as Baylor took this year you know that you need to shuffle some things around um, and I, I agree with your Aggie friend that you mentioned. That was kind of my first view of it. I really like Ron Roberts and my interactions with him. I, I don't think that the defense was egregious this year, though at times, you know, there were situations where you wish they would have tackled better or made one or two key stops. But the biggest takeaway for me was, you know, Dave is such a nice guy, person over player, getting to know people that you worry sometimes he wouldn't be able to, to do what's necessary to be a good head coach because you do have to make tough decisions. So for him to be able to, to send his mentor packing like that shows that as nice of a guy as Dave is, he still understands that you need to do what it takes to win football games. And as long as you have that approach, you know, it, it almost makes you feel better. It's easy to say two coordinators gone in, in what a little over two or probably about two calendar years. Is concerning, but I think it's a good sign from the sense of adapt to survive. Look, if that's what needs to be done, Dave's willing to make it happen, and that's a lot better than being a stubborn coach, you know, like maybe a Jimbo Fisher for your Aggie friend who isn't willing to find someone else to call the plays, even though it's a, it's a tough change, but it's a change that needs to happen to succeed. All right, talking to Chris Williams, Channel 10. You see him on TV. Boy, he anchors. He likes to get out there in the field. And um, uh, I thought that was uh, kind of cool. Uh, the the Big Twelve title game, TCU loses it in heartbreaking fashion. Um, Chris, isn't that interesting? Back to back goal line stands to end that game, and and you were down there right in the middle of it when it happened. And I think famously, somebody maybe took a picture of you uh, reacting to that goal line stand, if I recall correctly. But uh, well, it, it, isn't that wild? And I thought that was funny that Paul Feinbaum, and I, re- I joked about it, he said nobody's going to watch the Big 12 title game. Well, I, I, I've not – ratings may have come out today. I didn't, I didn't – but, I mean, obviously because of the way the game finished, I bet it does a huge rating. Yeah, I, I don't – Paul Feinbaum has really found himself saying some, some foolish things all season long. You would think after he was proved wrong – 
week in and week out by TCU and by all these big time names that maybe at some point he would get the hint. Um, I'm, you know, a lot of respect for him as a writer. Obviously, he's been doing it for a long time. But just because you think the SEC is the best doesn't mean you have to pretend like the Big 12 wasn't probably the most entertaining conference from a week in, week out standpoint this year. And uh, and that trickled into that conference championship game. I mean, was there a better conference championship game than that? None were even close. So I don't I don't read much into what Paul. You know, let's let Paul stick to talking about the SEC and let's uh, let some people who have actually paid attention to the Big 12. Uh, commentate on the Big 12. Now, I, I think that's a fair point. Um, one of the things you have on your Twitter, uh, and, and I like this, boy, Channel 10. I like it when you brand things with the Channel 10. Um, but you were there and talking to Quentin Johnston, uh, who was the uh, tremendous player from Temple, wasn't the only player from Temple uh, in that game, uh, playing for the Frogs. I thought that was cool how uh, Coach Stewart, the uh, Scott Stewart, the head coach at Temple, even responded to that. Um, and I'm sure that was you there, uh, you and your compadres, asking uh, Quentin Johnston about, you know, what it sort of meant being from Central Texas and what a thoughtful answer he gave. Um, I thought, uh, Chris, what did, you, what did you make of what he said about, like, maybe kids coming through Central Texas or Temple that uh, the, the example he wanted to set for them. Yeah, I loved it. I mean, for him just to say that, you know, everyone that comes up wants to be that person. So now that he's on the national stage, to be able to give those kids someone to look up to and, and basically someone to, to allow them to believe, I thought that was really cool. What I thought was even cooler, because that, you know, that is awesome and it's great when you see people like that. But what was even better was when he followed up and said, you know, this is after a tough loss. He just took it on the chin 10 minutes ago. And for him to say, it's a good example for them to see us down in a loss so they can see the way we bounce back. And to be able to, to have that wherewithal after you just had a heartbreaking overtime loss and you're thinking about, you know what, we're going to carry ourselves the same way and we're going to show these kids that, yeah, they can be great, but also they can deal with adversity and do it the right way. I thought he his answer to that question was way better than I could have imagined and and I think the people in Temple, you know, they're enjoying seeing it on Twitter for good reason. I mean, he is a, a great person to represent that community. All right, Chris, and you were in the uh, end zone for the field goal that that ended that game. Now, I like I like how you kind of frame that. You see the field goal go through. Was that with your was that with your phone or was that was that with your big expensive camera? I mean, I'm watching. Uh, I think you must have posted that via – now, how do you do that, by the way? Sometimes you've got to be using your expensive camera, but also you like to use that iPhone, I'm sure, to capture things. Are you almost trying to do both things at once sometimes? I was dual-wielding it, Mosley. You would have been impressed. Camera, big, expensive, heavy camera in the right hand, cell phone in the left hand. Uh, obviously, the camera shot was more important to me, so I didn't even know what the cell phone shot was going to look like. But it's just – you know, you want to get the video out, so you got to shoot it on the cell phone. But then you need quality video to put on TV, so you, you do both. You would have, you would have been impressed by me mostly. I think you would have, you know, given me some props <laughs> on that one. Always, and um, I do. You think that uh, that Duggan? I mean, it, had they won that game after the, the the way he brought them down the field? I mean, that was an unbelievable. Uh, come back in that one drive where he did it all himself. If TCU wins that game in OT, or they get in the end zone and maybe maybe keep K State out and win that thing in OT, 
is Max Duggan the Heisman Trophy winner? I think it'd be hard not to. I mean, I, I was sitting there. He scores that touchdown you talked about. He's exhausted. He ran the ball six times on that drive for something like 60 yards. Finally gets in. He's on all fours with blood running down his elbow. This gutsy performance. And then he has to get up, and you still have to get the two-point conversion, throw the perfect pass. Yeah, I think that was, you know, you always talk about it's your body works the whole, and then you look for that Heisman moment. And if TCU was able to, to close that out in overtime, I think that is the Max Duggan Heisman moment that TCU would be replaying on their big screen every year for the next 30 years. I don't think he's out of the Heisman now, but I do think they close out that game and, and maybe he's responsible for the touchdown in overtime, then that would pretty much send the hardware to Fort Worth. All right, Chris Williams from KWTX Channel 10. You're um, you're going to get ready for some Thursday night battles. Uh, well, Mart continues their march toward the state title game. Same thing for Crawford. We know you know China Spring continues to be unbelievable. Uh, you know had has had such an amazing season. Uh, walk me through Abbott. I was kind of watching the um, updates the other night. Abbott was like it was like. I mean, those those scores of those type games are just unreal, and that thing was changing by the minute. What? Um, g- give me your kind of thoughts heading into this week, and I mean, if we are to have some state champion teams in Central Texas like we're used to, who is it going to be? I mean, who who gives us the best hope, and does everybody still alive? Do you feel like has a great shot at it? Definitely. I think the four teams that you just mentioned all have a shot at it. I, I'll, I'll start touching on Abbott because they're already in the state title game one yes. last round in the 1A. And uh, the thing about them is that to have a defense that, that is that impressive in six-man football, I mean, that is just unbelievable to be able to hold these opponents to a few points that they have all year long. Um, I mean, they had a, a stretch of, let me see, it was like five or six shutouts in a row there in the middle of the season. And then even – you know, it was a shootout in the, the semifinal, but just all year that defense has just shown how good they are. And then you put up 88 points in a semifinal game. Um, Darby Brown, is, is she went there to practice today, so she'll have a whole thing on Abbott tonight at 10 on, on our station. Um, looking at the other one, so I went to China and Crawford last week. Um, Crawford's another one. That defense is just unbelievable. They, I had seen that Toller team beat Mart a few weeks earlier, and I wondered – if Crawford could stop, they have a talented quarterback and, and just a huge, probably the biggest running back in two-way football. And Crawford was cutting him down all game, get, getting a gutsy 14-7 win. And so they'll be tested against Holly. Holly went to the state championship last year um, and lost. So that should be a good game. But, yeah, Crawford definitely has what it takes to get there and win it. China Spring, Cash McCollum. Let me tell you, hiring Cash McCollum's dad by China Spring, maybe one of the best coaching hires in high school football in Texas, because Cash came with him. He looks comfortable. He's surrounded by guys who are playmakers and competitors. This China team looked as good and as complete as they did last year. In fact, maybe more well-rounded than last year. Last year we saw Major Bowden make a lot of plays that were, you know, just miraculous plays that you don't really see kids make. And this year it feels like they just are very good. They should have won that game against an undefeated Anna team by a lot more than 17, frankly. Um, and then Mart is just Mart. I, I, people expect him to take a step back this year. They're young. Um, but I talked to people like the second or third game of the year. They said this might be the best offensive line that they've seen at Mart in the last decade. And, uh, and I think they've certainly made a case for it. So, yeah, I think 
you could very well see all four of these teams in the state title game. Probably Crawford has the toughest draw going against Holly. But I think all four are definitely in play, and I think we could get two, maybe even three state championship trophies coming back to Central Texas this year. Let's do it. I want you to be right in the middle of all that, all right? I expect <laughs> you to be, uh, you know, stationed at the uh, AT&T Stadium for everything that's uh, that's going on with all that. Well, Cash McCollum, what an interesting guy. Listed at 6'3", mm-hmm. and uh, his brother, big-time player, that, as we know, and the uh, newcomer of the year as a sophomore at Wimberley. So you're right, good hire to reach in there. And, uh, <laughs> um, uh, and again, that's not why they did it, obviously, uh, uh, but it doesn't hurt, does it, when, you get, when, you, yeah. when you're able to get somebody like that. And so that is uh, tremendous measurables. I'm, I'm, I'm be kind of interested to see uh, if, if Cash ends up playing somewhere and, and kind of who's interested in him. You know, we're starting to see – some of these 2024. Keep one eye, Chris. I'll just tell you, since you don't always, uh, you're very central Texas focused, but you do cast one eye over to the Metroplex occasionally. Alito Longview. Whoa. I, that could be, that, that'll be really, you know, Alito has whatever, 11 state title. I mean, it's, it's unreal, but Longview has great, great history. And that promises to be one of the great matchups. In fact, that might be for the state title. And that's at, uh, I think, 2 o'clock Saturday out at Kincaid, um, out at Kincaid Stadium in uh, in the Dallas area. All right, Chris, yeah. uh, I appreciate it. Matt, Let's, Matt, yeah, go ahead. I, I do want to ask you about this. So I've driven past Alito a few times. It looks like their stadium can seat their entire population and then stuff. I mean, it's like that stadium is <laughs> bigger than the whole town. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's pretty much every uh, every high school in Texas, you know. <laughs> but Alito has experienced some growth, and so we are talking about Class Five A. But they're sort of a mini version of Allen in the sense that they said, no matter how much we grow, now no matter how much people want to move into the school district, let's keep it. <clears throat> let's have one dominant school. And so they haven't, they don't, you know, there's there's not going to be any other Alito schools. Whereas, like, in Frisco, which used to be tiny, they have, like, 10 or 11 high schools now. I mean, think about that. Allen has a big enough population to probably have five to six high schools, and they've kept one. So some districts do it differently, and uh, who's to say what's right but, uh, I mean, you can create a superpower, and Alito is that. And they've got a junior quarterback named Hoss Haney. What a great uh, name for a school that's kind of the, the gateway to, to West Texas. Hoss, H-A-U-S-S, Hoss Haney. And, by the way, he runs a 10 6 I mean, he's, like, extremely, extremely fast. Yeah, yeah. He's been to all the Baylor camps. He's got an offer from Nebraska, and we'll see where else uh, where else they, they go. But, uh, Chris, always fun to visit with you. Let's go to Fort Worth. Let's have a good time, and let's embrace the Armed Forces Bowl. I don't care. If Baylor is not excited about this, that doesn't matter to me. I'm going to be excited about it. And I'll uh, I'll show up, and I'll be there at all the all – the, um, all the media parties, anywhere there's free food, Mosley will be will be pretty close by. 
<laughs> well, Matt, I, I told myself I would give myself one day to complain about it, and then tomorrow I'll be excited. And, and frankly, I would go to this bowl game if I could just to see two random teams play. I love college football. I love bowl season. So I complain, I poke fun, but I am excited. It's going to be a good time up there in Fort Worth. All right, there he goes. Thank you, Chris. Chris Williams uh, from Channel 10. He and Darby do such a nice job and are both great friends of mine, and so uh, great to have him on. The Matt Mosley Show, as we continue on, it is time for Campus Confidential.